Welcome to the Capstone Cast, where we cast thoughts, theories, and tales to see what we catch. I'm Walt Tanner, and this is Sarah Ellen Edwards, and this is episode two. Welcome to the second episode. All right. Last episode, we started building our Bible Power Squad. Which this is a learning experience for me as well, because before this podcast, I did not know what a Power Squad was, so I'm being educated We're as just well. having a the more you know kind of moment. <laughs> the more you know. All right. So last week... We started this, but each week we're going to have two people that we pick from the Bible, and we have to just choose one person. We have to defend our choices and explain why we want them to be on our Bible power squad. So why don't you tell us about last week's choice, Walt? So last week we got the, um, we had to choose between Peter and Paul, you know, two two of the most, you know, prolific New Testament apostles. Is that the right way to say that word? Prolific? Prolific? I feel like I would it. say well-known. Let's just say well-known. Yeah. Is that not what that means? Um, I don't know. I always think of prolific, like a prolific writer is someone who writes a lot. A prolific reader is someone who reads a lot. Gotcha. All right. Well, Peter and Paul, they are awesome. Let's go ahead and put that. So we said, hey, who do we want on our power squad? And uh, we both picked Paul. And so Sarah Ellen said, you know, Paul was all in, uh, both when he wanted to kill everybody, Christians, because they were, you know, he was defending Judaism. And then when he decided to become a Christ follower, he was all in. And to the point where he says to live is uh, to live is Christ's gain, to die is his gain. Mm-hmm. And so he was all in in that. And and I said pretty much that he was just savage. I mean, dude was like, you know what? He's he's going all in, and he was going to save everybody. He was going to kill everybody first. He was going to save everybody. So just that's an amazing way. And I want that guy on my team. Like like I want that guy in my corner when we charge hell with a water pistol. Amen. Amen to that. That's a you know an old preacher. Really that's an old preacher saying. To have to church out with a water pistol, but if I do, and if I you really want to add some tension in there, you would put with gasoline drawers on. Whoa, that's intense. <laughs> yeah, that's an old country preacher right there. He, if he says, "Want to charge?" Gonna throw that into your charge hell with a water pistol with gasoline drawers on. You're gonna throw that into your rotation of <laughs> doubtful lines. Doubtful. I like it when you say, "I'm gonna get all up in your beans and, and count them." I'm going to get, no, get up in your chili and count the beans. Count the beans, that's it, yeah. Or getting your Kool-Aid and stir it up. Yes, I like that one. Okay, all right. You like it so much that you can quote it, right? <laughs> totally, I can quote it. I can remember it. Let's put it that way. There you go. It's memorable. Memorable. All right, so this week we are going with the ladies. We might try to alternate ladies and men. Where my ladies at? Which is important because when, sometimes the Bible gets a bad rap for not highlighting women and not appreciating women and that's not really true at all Mm-mm. it's quite the opposite actually yeah they were the bible is very progressive in its view yes, of women it and is. it may not match quote unquote with our culture and society but i think we have to view it through the lens that the bible elevates women it does amen to that okay this week we're looking at eve versus mary the mother of jesus there's a lot of mary so i definitely wanted you to know it's mary the mother of jesus so quickly eve is the first woman who was ever created. There was Adam, and then there was Eve. And then Mary is the mother of Jesus. I mean, that's pretty much her claim to fame. Okay? Walt has had no prep time on this. None. Zero. He's fixing to wing it. And he's going to make his choice first. So is it going to be Eve? Man, I'm torn. Or Mary? I'm torn. But I think I know where I'm going to go with this. All right. I think I'm going to go with Eve. All right. Why Eve? This is very superficial. <laughs> I'm smiling so big right now, and I'll tell you why in a minute, but go ahead. I believe she's smoking hot. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I 
actually have some evidence to back that up. So go ahead. Um, Carry on with your... So, uh, you know, there's tension because, you know, she is the one uh, who says, Hey, Adam, uh, let's listen to the serpent. Um, but Adam did not do his job um, in fitting off the serpent. And uh, But uh, Eve, just because, you know, God shaped her and molded her. And like when I think about the most beautiful woman on earth, it was Eve. Um, and I'll go ahead and say this as well. I do not believe she had hairy legs or armpit hair. Um, that is a part of sin. So it wasn't until that sin entered the world that women got hair under their armpits. Mm. Um, so a part of it is uh, Eve and just her beauty. Oh my, you know, we're pretty vain. This is, a, this is a high priority for Walt because his wife is pretty hot too. She's smoking hot. So, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, yeah, so I just go with Eve. So there is some disobedience in her, but I think, I believe she learned from that. And so she also walked a little with God. And so I'm going to think that, I just believe she has some traits that, Mary necessarily wouldn't have. Now, she is the mother of Jesus. The Holy Spirit did dwell in her and birth her a child. Make a baby inside of her. Yeah, so, you know, she has her own set of skills as well. But I think Mary, I mean, um, Eve just, they got created her, shaped her. She just, she's one of a kind. So, I'm going with Eve. She certainly is one of a kind. I'm smiling so big because I thought, oh, we're going to pick different people this time. And we picked the same person again. <laughs> we don't discuss our choices coming in. In fact, Walt often doesn't even know who the two people are as he's coming in <laughs> until he gets his notes. But Truth. Eve and I like to do some research so I went to the old faithful um, Google and I googled Eve and I went to the first reputable source that came up which for me was Bible Gateway I skipped Wikipedia I went to Bible Gateway and it just proceeds to list all the things that she was the first of so um, it first starts off that she's a woman of unique distinction definitely she is um, very distinct from all the other women who ever lived for lots of reasons some we've, we've already touched on she was the first woman to live upon the earth she was the first woman to be called a wife. She was the most beautiful woman the world has known, according to Bible Gateway. Translation, so, smoking hot. Smoking hot. Um, yes. Yeah, century after century, women have appeared renowned for their beauty of face and form, but Eve excelled them all. True. Created by a perfect God, Eve reflected the divine perfection. Boom. Right there. And you've got definitely lots of poets who have written about Eve, reputable poets, I would say. All right, Eve was the first and only woman born without sin. Mm. So she started out sinless. The rest of us people start out full of sin. But on top of that, she was the first one <clears throat> she was, to sin. But she was the first one on earth to be Her. assailed by Satan. Mm-hmm. She was she was before Adam. Right. Um, she was the world's first dressmaker. <laughs> Hello. I need that in my back pocket. She's fashion. I mean, fashion diva. If I want my power squad to be looking fly, I need her there to help us look Especially good. Especially with fig leaves. Yes. It's kind of like Beyonce's mom used to make all their outfits, like when she was in Destiny's Child and stuff, and they were awesome. So I'm on Eve on my team. She was the first mother to have a son who was a murderer. I'm not really excited about that, but she knows a thing or two. Yeah. Like she's had to walk through some hard stuff. Parenting. Like, parenting. Hey, how do you feel about When yours? parenting isn't perfect. Yeah. She knows one. about that one. All right. She was the first to receive the divine prophecy of the cross. First one. Mm. Boom. There you have it. All right. So I definitely pick Eve for all those reasons right there that I just listed. So here's a theological question. Did Eve have a belly button? I feel like the answer is no because um, she wasn't attached to a birth umbilical mother. cord. Yeah, she didn't have an umbilical cord to be attached to a birth mother. So... 
I say no. I'm team also, no as well. There are others who are not team no. They're team yes. I kind of feel like she, um, I kind of would group belly buttons into the like, I think armpit hair and leg hair and nose hair are sinful. <laughs> and like maybe she didn't get to have to partake in that either because and that the, just holds and belly the, And the unibrow. Oh, yeah. You're right. All right. There you have it. We agree again. We need a little sound effect for the, like, when we agree. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Something. All right. We're both adding Eve to our power squads. All right. So we've got two, we got two all-stars already. I mean, when I'm looking at when we got Paul and Eve, I wonder if they disagree. I don't know, but they have really good skill sets. Yeah. They bring a lot to the table. Yeah. Next week is going to be, next episode's going to be a little controversial. So just be prepared for that. Nice. So here's our challenge for you guys. And who would you choose? Would you choose Eve, like us? Or would you choose Mary, the mother of Jesus? Because, you know, we didn't get into all that she brought as well and that she raised God in the flesh, you know. So what would you guys pick? And uh, let us know. You can uh, do that via uh, social media. So you can put that on our Instagram. Or you can just let us know via email, which is capstonecast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear back of you. Or, as Sarah Ellen would say, you can slide into our DMs. Very nice. Very nice. All right, so we're moving on to our next little segment, which is Tales from the Rear View. Last week, I shared my tale from the Rear View just about adoption and parenting and um, how that definitely has brought me closer and closer to the Lord and really just made me realize that I need Him more than anything, that it's a constant need. It's not a... Um, it's not an every once in a while, every once in a blue moon. It is I wake up and my feet hit the floor and like, I need Jesus. So we're going to hear from Mr. Tanner today. He's going to tell us his tale from the rear view mirror. Take it away, Walt. So as I look back at my life, um, there's one time um, that stands out that I feel like I specifically heard God. And so... Pause. You heard his voice? Yeah. What did it sound like? Like this. Oh, that's how it always sounds for me too. Go ahead. Uh, Morgan Freeman. So, Definitely. You know, God's, God's voice and Morgan Freeman are very... Or like, what's that other guy? What's the guy that was Mufasa? He sounds like Mufasa sometimes. Um, um, James Earl Jones. Yep. Also okay. Darth Vader. Okay. I've never seen Star Wars. That's a different topic. And Arby's commercials. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so for me, I, uh, Betsy and I were dating, and we'd been together um, a good while. We were older, so we got married uh, not in our early 20s, so we were our mid to late 20s. So if we're together, like we're talking marriage, and so we felt like, you know, that's something that we would work towards. Uh, just kind of talking, she was still in law school and she still had another year in law school. And I was, so she was in Athens, Georgia, and I was in Travers Rest, South Carolina. So we actually never lived in the same state, little trivia. Um, Y'all so, are like perfectionists at the long term relationship stuff. Yeah, it's kind of, and temptation was <laughs> far away as well. Good uh, point. Yeah, good point. So, you know, the way to stay pure is not living in the same state. Um, so we were kind of like, you know, you live in a whole other state. I live in a state. I have a job. Um, so it just makes more sense with you having another year of law school that we need to wait. So she really wasn't happy with that because, you know, ladies like to put a ring on it and uh, she, get married. She ascribes to if you like it, then you should have put a ring on right. it for sure. Um, so I was kind of thinking logically and how we would pay bills and how we would like live and all that good stuff. So uh, kind of left it off there. And I remember being at an engaged worship service. It was something that was done in Greenville. It was held at Grace on mm. Pelham Road. And I remember where I was sitting. I remember like looking at the stage and where I was, where I felt like literally God said, you're depending on what you can do and not what I can do. 
And so it was right there that I decided that I was like, all right, well, uh, this is kind of the first step of faith I really ever took of going, all right, uh, this is going to be a big one. So I didn't tell her. And so I talked to her parents and on our year anniversary proposed to her. Mm. So as I look back at that, I look back in how many times since then I've been able to hear God and be able to take steps of faith. And I try to tell people all the time that when you take one of those first steps of faith and you see God move, it makes those next steps of faith so much easier. So we decided, we're like, well, I'll keep my job at TR. I was making not a lot of money. She was in Athens. I was like, well, we'll live in Anderson and you'll have to drive an hour over an hour and I'll have to drive about 45 minutes. Um, but God in his sovereignty basically sent someone to bring me out of TR First Baptist and hired me in North Augusta. Mm-hmm. So, and got about a $10,000 raise. Boom, we'll take that. And so we moved to Thompson, Georgia. She still had to drive an hour and I still drive 30 minutes. But um, provision-wise, God took care of us. So I often wrestle with if I had not taken that step of faith when God had opened the door for the ministry and the church plant, I went to North Augusta, which would have then led to where I am now. So... Uh, all that to say of when you hear God's voice, um, listen, because I think looking back, that step of faith led to open doors that then led me when God called us to sell everything and move to Fountain and appoint a church. It wasn't that crazy because we're like, yeah, we'll know because we've seen how the fruit that God provides and God works. That's good. You answered all the questions that were popping into my ring because you just kept going, which is fantastic. Um, I was going to say, if somebody's walking through this right now. What would you say to them? But you've already said it. I would tell them, listen, and don't, don't limit God. And despite how scary that is, uh, when God kind of gives you that opportunity to do something that only he can do, that's where he's going to receive the most glory. And that's where you're going to do things that you could never imagine. Mm -hmm. And so we've operated like that in the church as well. Going, man, let's do stuff where when we feel God calling us to do it and it doesn't make sense. We're like, well, that's probably because God is bigger because he doesn't use the people who it makes sense. He uses the people who are common. He uses the people who are unqualified unqualified, and where he's going to receive the glory and not are what we do. So um, that is in so many areas from parenting to college to job to finances to, hey, when God leads you a certain way to answer. Do you ever feel like you're sitting in church and the preacher's talking directly to you? Well, Walt is like talking directly to me right now, so there's that, but... I felt really like it was for me today. All right. Well, there you Maybe go. it was for you today, too, whenever you listen to this episode. All right. So we want to hear from some from you. What are some of your tales from the rearview mirror? Um, what are some things that, that have happened to you? And maybe when they were happening, they felt terrible. Or they felt wild and crazy and like just didn't make sense. And it shouldn't be happening this, this way. But, but it did happen. And then you look back now and you go... Man, like Walt said, if I hadn't done that, if I had not taken that step of faith, if I had not acted in obedience in that moment, how different would my life be now? And how has it brought you closer to God? So we want to hear your tales. Send them to our email, capstonecast at gmail.com. Slide into our DMs on the Instagram at capstonecast. And you can comment on a post. When we post about this episode, you can comment. And we want to share your stories. We want to hear from you. We might be that we share your comment on an episode. It might be that we call you to come in for a live interview. And I'll even add this, that if you're like, and not looking at the rear view, but you're looking at the windshield and you feel like God is calling you, let us know. And we'd love to Ooh, that's a good one. help you with that of going, hey, how do I discern? Because discernment's a key thing. Like, how do I know that God's really saying this versus just my wants and my desires? So 
Um, we would tell you it's going to be wise counsel of other believers who are a little further along than you in G- with Jesus, how it lines up with Scripture. Um, because people come to me and say, hey, God told me this. I'm like, no, no, he didn't. No, he did not tell you that. <laughs> that does not line up with Scripture. And Even I, though Walt will sometimes say, you know, if you want to buy a lottery ticket and then win and give it all to Capstone, God's probably not telling you to buy a lottery ticket. No, but if by chance you do. Yeah. and In a weak moment you do and then you win. Yeah. God would want you to give that. We're not one of those churches that won't take lottery money. <laughs> you know, there are there there is a anti-gambling Sunday in the oh, calendar that we're supposed real? to preach on. Yeah, we oh. don't follow that calendar. Okay. So. Just rogue out here, rogue. Rogue. All right. Faux show. Interact with us and tell us your stories. Tell us your tales, folks. We want to hear them. All right, so here's one of my most favorite uh, segments that we do. is called People Need the Lord. And so in this segment, we're going to look at headlines and uh, that just kind of pop out. And we're going to look at it and basically say, man, these people just need Jesus. Because as we've said, you can't fix stupid. So if you can't fix stupid, you need Jesus. Also, we just want to say that sometimes like we definitely fall into that category ourselves. So while this feels judgy. We put ourselves right there. Yeah. We say we need Jesus too. We I'm going to tell, I'm gonna tell you, last week I've told the people about the one we talked about, the cat and the bobcats. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> it was funny. And and our Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I'm regretting half of the words I said in that conversation because I just feel like I made myself sound really stupid. If you did not, if had not listened to that, you need to go back and go listen back to and it. Go back and listen. Because. Get a good laugh for sure. Because I don't ever look at these before she hands them to me, so that was a good one. So I'm excited to see where we go with this one. So what's our first headline? Sarah? Our first headline is this. Mom left kids in a crashed car while she got naked and ate ice cream. I had to read this article. I had to click it and read it. It was It's from a while back. It's from uh, 2012. But yeah, first of all, I just want to tell her, I'm here for you, friend. And So did the article say how she crashed her car? It didn't. Was she crashing it trying to get naked? Here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to put out there. Driving in the car is miserable with my children. I don't like it. It's a me thing. Like, it's not a them thing. And I have told them repeatedly, like, I know I drive these roads all the time, but, like, I really, it takes a lot of your faculties to drive. Like, mm. people say that cell phones are the biggest distraction. No, children in your car are asking you, look, did you see that? And then when you ask what it was, them going, that back there 12 miles ago, that is a distraction. Okay? <laughs> so, I'm envisioning that her children were driving her crazy. She crashed. And then she was like, I just need to eat ice cream. I, I can't account for naked. I'm not. Yeah. That is not something. Maybe she tore her clothes like the people in the Bible times did. <laughs> and in na- like anguish. We- weeping and gnashing weeping, of teeth. Yes. Maybe that. Maybe that. Yeah. If it that. Wasn't, I could, yeah, I'm with you. If it wasn't naked, I could still see just like she lost it. And she just said, you know what? I'm going to get ice cream. Like I ran my car into a ditch. You guys have made... And look, there's a Dairy Queen. See and maybe she checked on them. Maybe she said, you guys, okay, all right, I'll be right back. But the naked part really need You need the Lord when you, you crash. Need the, you need the sweet Lord if you're getting naked to go get ice cream because you crashed your car. Yeah. And think about the guy who reported this at 911. Hey, um, yeah, I just need to report a crash. There seem to be kids still in the car. This lady has taken off her shirt and she is licking an ice cream cone. <laughs> so we just want to... Yeah, the kids guess. look fine. Like, they're moving exactly. around. Uh, Excuse me, does do, does she have ki- ice cream for the kids? No, no. no. It's just ice cream for her. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Ma'am, we we feel for you. We do. We hope that you have made a great life change since 2012. 
hopefully you're not in prison, um, but you definitely you need Jesus. Yeah. You definitely need Jesus. <laughs> I like how we got two women here as we talk about Eve and Mary, because the next one's a woman as we look at Florida woman calls 911 after McDonald's runs out of McNuggets. Again, I feel like I can relate. <laughs> like, I know we're not supposed to eat our feelings, but sometimes... We eat our feelings. Do you think it's for her kids? Like her kids had drive her no, crazy? No, I totally think it's for her. So I, no, I do think her children drove her crazy. And she either promised them McNuggets and then they didn't have any. And they were losing it. And she had to like get serious about it. Or she was like, I'm done. Like I'm calling the law. Uh, yes. Uh, what's your 911 emergency? Um, I was at McDonald's and I'm trying to get McNuggets and they didn't have any. That's just not right. Uh, so you're telling me they're out of McNuggets. They are out of McNuggets, and it's a crime. Ma'am, I would understand if this was donuts and Krispy Kreme, but we, <laughs> we really do not. <laughs> or Waffle House, and they ran out of waffles. But <laughs> man, yeah, lady, you need some. You need the Lord, need uh, and that you're calling nine one one in order to report that there are no McNuggets. Again, we feel for you, but this is a little bit much. Man. All right, well, the ladies got a bad rap in the first two headlines, but the last one is bringing it home. Gentlemen, here we go. Man uses a live alligator for his baby's gender reveal party. Okay, and I went ahead and just did a snippet of the story here, too. Um, the reveal involved placing a watermelon in the gator's jaws, causing it to explode with blue paint. He's going to have a boy. Yay. Definitely a cold-blooded way to introduce your baby to the world before they've even gotten a chance to join it. Boom. Cold-blooded. Oh, God. Tell, tell me how you feel about that headline. Tell me how you feel about that. I don't really know if this guy needs a Lord. I think he needs an award. Oh, <laughs> He needs a Darwin Award. Isn't that the ones for the people that try to do dumb things and yeah. then they end up? Yeah, that is awesome. I think that guy is... I want to give that guy an award, like... Junior's going. We're going to teach him how to. We're going to teach him how to catch a gator and use in in and being able to do that. That's awesome. I am awesome. upset by the fact that it's a boy. So like he is like, I did this and now I got a boy, and that just validates mm-hmm. what I did, and I'm going to train him up. What state is this in? Is this Louisiana? Um, like what? Florida. I, it, I feel like if it's an alligator, maybe Florida could be reaching. Yeah, because I mean, this is this is backwoods. It's, I love it. Yeah. I mean, these are these are my okay. people. These are my people. Here's the real thing. All of the people of the world, did you do a gender reveal for any of your children? No, because it was a long time ago. Right. This, this is a, a recent fad. Maybe 10 years? I did not do it for any of mine either. No, mostly because um, I didn't know that Beck was a boy until a month before he came, and we were just real hush-hush because, you know, it ain't a done deal till you go before that judge. Also, my second and third children came to me through foster care, so who knows if they were sticking around or not at the time when they first arrived. Yeah. Um, Gender reveals were not big in our day. Like, we're like, yay, we're having a kid. This is the direct result of ridiculous gender reveal parties and Pinterest. I blame them. I blame them for this man's choice. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to look up Pinterest and see if there's an alligator gender reveal and search and see what comes up. Let's see if his new story made it on a Pinterest board. (laughs) I'm just saying, everybody... But, 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 all right, so let's think about baby mama. Like, do you think, honey, that is the greatest thing ever. I would love for you to do that. I, my family will be so excited. I just got a picture of who these people are. I just got a picture. They're swamp people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're totally swamp people. Yeah, that is awesome. This is just in there. This alligator was just hanging out in a in a trap, and we, he was too little to really make any money off of us. So, like, we're saving him. We're putting him in a pen in the backyard. 
We're going to do a gender reveal with and him. And when we get pregnant, babe, we're going we gonna to put it on TV. And we're going to show the world how to really do a gender reveal. How to really do a gender They don't know. I mean, one of the rest, most redneck ones is when like, you shoot it and something explodes a certain color. This takes it to a whole other level that when you bring in live animals. It's the live animal factor. You're right. Yeah. So You're right. I just don't know if she's like embarrassed by this. or she I think she's so, on board. Think she's I think board? she's totally on board. That's funny. Now, if it had been a girl... She might have been a little feeling yeah, different about it, that's but funny. it's very manly. <laughs> all right, friends, you all need Jesus. Yeah, Mom, people who's need eating the Lord. ice cream naked. Lady who's upset about McNuggets, and this man with his alligator mm, and the mm, gender reveal. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all need Jesus. All right. Well, that is. We've come to the end of episode two, and I uh, hope you guys have learned a little bit. Have you been uh, challenged a little bit? We hope we make you smile a little bit. And so we want to hear from you. What thoughts, theories, and tales do you have about our thoughts, theories, and tales? Make sure you follow us on CapstoneCast on Instagram and subscribe to the podcast with any podcast player that you choose. And make sure you tell all your friends about us, how funny we are, how smart we are. You just can't get enough of it. Can't get enough. Can't all get right. It. And if you need gender reveal ideas, check out our podcast out. Check out our podcast for gender reveal ideas. All right. We'll catch you later. See ya.